Live from the betting capital of the world. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. It's Tuesday here in Sin City. Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels joining you on Wager Talk on the Sports Grid TV Network. Welcome to all of you Zumo viewers on Channel 719. Welcome to those of you listening on the iHeartRadio Network and all of our podcast outlets for the next hour. Ralph and I will give you a Sports Central for gamblers in 60 minutes or less. We're going to start right here with bad beats, bad bets, and bad for the books. So we'll start, obviously, Ralph, with a little Monday Night Football recap. Dolphins scored two early touchdowns. That was all they needed. Despite the sweat at the end of the game, once again, two weeks in a row, where Miami was a right side, and at the end of the game, you're praying that somebody falls on the football uh, or that he gets whistled down or whatever the call is going to be. But the bottom line is Dolphins cover wire to wire. Game stays under the total. 230 yards for the game. 63 was on the the one touchdown drive. So uh, they were pretty inept. It took a while for the Steelers to wake up. Uh, I'm surprised they had 394 yards watching it, you know, with some friends. Uh, I wouldn't have thought they had that much yardage. So, uh, again, I agree. Miami was the right side wire to wire. And that's often what you have. We talked about it on yesterday's shows, how motivated can teams get playing Miami? And we've seen Miami competitive in the first half now, especially for three straight games. Yeah. uh, Although I, I mean, with all as well as the Dolphins played and everything, <laughs> you know, the lead they took and all of that, you're still sweating the game in the final minute with a potential pick six. You're still sweating the point spread or the, you know, the points per result. And you're still spreading the points per result on the Steelers' last drive where they settled for a field goal. If they got in the end zone there, uh, obviously Pittsburgh and their backers would have gotten the money and the over would have cashed as opposed to the under. So from a point spread perspective, Ralph, even though it wasn't a marquee matchup, you know, one team with two wins, the other team with zero, it was still a compelling game and a point spread and total outcome that left betters entertained for the full 60 minutes. Well, like we always see with bad teams, how long does it take Vegas to catch up with where the line should be? Well, I believe they've caught up, and that's why Miami is competitive now because we're seeing lines priced at a point that we know Miami is the worst team in the NFL, but with the inflated point spreads, they are competitive against the spread. And Cincinnati's trying to make a case for being the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> we'll talk about the Bengals a little later in the show. And the Redskins got the win in Miami, but. From a power rating perspective, my Washington power rating keeps dropping. And I've upped the Dolphins in back-to-back weeks. They're still number 32 in my rankings, but they're not a touchdown worse than the rest of the league the way they were uh, after week two or week three uh, of the season. A little prop shop recap. Both quarterbacks stayed under with yardage, went over on touchdowns. One and a half, one and a half. Each guy got two TD passes. Ryan Fitzpatrick did it early, but the yardage wasn't there for the quarterbacks when it came to the Monday night football props. You have a young quarterback like Mason Rudolph. And if James Conner can run the ball 23 times for 145 yards, absolutely. You don't want him throwing the ball. So, you know, we saw him make some bad passes. Pittsburgh's case was clearly made. 
And Miami, again, they moved those first two drives, and you know that that was over half their yardage uh, in the first quarter. After that, they really were shut down. They ended the game with what sixty yards rushing on on nineteen attempts. Yeah, I mean the Steelers' defense did a heck of a job when it came to the props last night. You talked about James Conner, the big game that he had running the football. His yardage numbers went over the total. So did Juju Smith-Schuster. He had a big game uh, last night. Deontay Johnson uh, had a couple of big catches uh, for Pittsburgh. He went over his yardage numbers. And Devontae Parker as well. But pretty much everybody else, when it came to props, stayed under just those four guys. Connor Smith-Schuster, Johnson, and Parker were able to cash over bets. Whether you had yardage, receptions, whatever, uh, rushing yards, rushing and receiving yards, whatever prop you had with those four guys, probably cashed overs. but. That's about it. <laughs> there weren't a whole lot of other overs. Uh, Walton didn't get there for one. Again, you go back to Miami's total offense, 230 yards. You're not going to cash many overs. Parker's had Parker had 59 yards. You know, the interesting one going into the game was Walton. How much uh, trading your, your running back a couple days prior to and Walton being the number one? Well, you know, they found out they couldn't run against Pittsburgh. Had a, the 11 rushes for 35 yards. And they targeted him six times on offense when he was a receiver he only had three receptions for those 19 yards yeah busy day in the nba last night uh, i brought up a couple of games here uh when it came to point spread drama because there was two of them came right down to it the bucks covered 15 and a half and the clippers didn't milwaukee wins by 17 la wins by 15 when you're laying double digits in the nba well it doesn't even matter early season mid-season late season they're going to be sweats on some of these. And the Bucs were on the right side. They went on a big run in the fourth and got the money. The Clips, they kind of felt like a right side at times, didn't get the money. That's the nature of the NBA. We're starting talking 15-point spreads, Ralph. You're going to have a lot more drama than you will if you're talking straight-up results in some of these uh, early season contests. And whatever, throughout the course of the campaign, when you have bottom feeders facing quality foes. Very early in the season, but double-digit favorites in the NBA now two and eight uh, against the spread. And you know the Knicks against the Spurs was a point away. Uh, the Hornets against the Clippers was a half a point away. But all the other losses were by six points or more. And uh, of those ten games where we've had a double-digit favorite so far, uh, the over is eight and two this season. Again, early in the year, we'll keep you apprised. I'm sure every week as we touch on those kind of numbers. Yeah, those are great numbers to know, though. Eight and two, uh, the double-digit favorites have not been covering early on, but those games have been flying over the total. NFL news is going to be all over the place today. We have the trading deadline going now. We will check every break to give you the latest details, anything that's going on as we speak. But the biggest news, I think, is the coordinator getting fired. Uh, Ken Wiesenhunt. And chargers that say bye-bye, which sounds to me like an embattled head coach uh, <laughs> and rats jumping off a sinking ship. What do you think about that move for the Chargers? Real quick, Ralph. You know, I don't try to guess what a new AC is going to do, an OC. We saw it work well for the Browns when they fired their head coach at OC last year. I, I sort of take the wait-and-see approach with what the new offense is going to look like next week. We'll be right back on Wager Talk. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. It's time for Line Movers here on Wager Talk. And what we like to do on Tuesdays, Mondays and Tuesdays both, we do a little recap. Monday, we want to go through the NFL. Tuesdays, we go through college football. And the goal is give you an idea, some of what happened, some of the big stories from a point spread perspective, but also some of the things we might want to be looking for for this week. And we start every week in this segment, Ralph. I call it Ralph's TNA. Yes, Ralph's trends and angles. And Ralph, you got three good ones that are worth talking about for this week's action, as as well as how they relate to what happened this past weekend in college football. Well, a couple that we've talked about that we're just going to keep harping on. And, you know, we're talking about situations that you and I agree with are fundamentally sound, where they make sense. I mean, you could find trends and angles that go off on a tangent and, you know, they may hit 70%. But if you can't rationalize why, you know, is it's not worth betting on. One that we've talked about again and again, and it keeps winning teams that got out gained by 120 yards, but won the game. And now they're an away dog. So they exceeded expectations. Now they're not the better team as a dog. 
They've gone 10 and 27 against the spread. That's only 27%. One team fits into that category this week. It would be DeFade SMU off that big Houston game. Teams that appear in the AP Top 25. Teams that pop up in the AP 25, we're not talking about your elite teams that have been there all year. We're talking about a team that all of a sudden gets on a win streak and pops up in the bottom, the 20, 21, 22, 23, and 24 range. And all of a sudden the kids are excited to be ranked and they're telling their friends they're a ranked team and what this means moving forward. Well, teams this season, the week when they appear in the top 25 for the first time, if you bet against them, you've gone 17 and five. So those teams are five and 17 against the spread. There was one team last week. It was Iowa State. They failed to cover four this week. Wake Forest, Kansas State, Memphis, and San Diego State. And the third one doesn't apply to any team this week. But it's something we'll talk about more as as we get closer and and the playoff rankings come out. It's bubble burst. It's AP top seven teams that are off a loss, and now they're a dog of three or more. Doesn't happen very often, obviously. And since 2011, it was one and eleven against the spread. Wisconsin lost this past week, making it one and twelve against the spread. That's certainly a negative subset. When you're talking about those teams that are nat top, you know, top seven squads off a loss, catching points the following week, they're not good bets, as any Badger backer, the few that there were last week, would tell you. One of those, you gave the, the two great trends, the teams that have been outgained by 120 yards in one as a strong bet against, and the teams in the first, uh, first week in the uh, AP top 25 uh, as a bet against. But SMU's on the one side, Memphis on the other. They're playing each other. Who do we bet against, Ralph? Well, you know, that's what it is. When we talk about trends and when we talk about angles, you know, people say all the time, oh, that's a great trend. It's 10 and 0. I'm going to bet it. Don't do that. I can give you a trend for any team. I could give you five trends for one team, five trends on the other team. If you look hard enough, you could find them. Your job as a handicapper, your job as a sports better is to write down the positives for a team write down the negatives for a team, weigh which side you like more after all the facts, and then determine whether it's a wager or not. And that's an outstanding point. If you data mine, you will find data. It doesn't necessarily mean that data is meaningful. What Ralph tries to do is cut through the stuff that doesn't mean anything and give you data that matters. When it came to outright underdog upsets this past Saturday, boy, there were a bunch of them, and obviously Kansas State at the top of the list, but double-digit dogs, Colorado State, Oklahoma State winning straight up. More than a touchdown, Illinois wire-to-wire, -wire. San Jose pulling off the upset at Army, Kentucky, a blowout over Missouri, and in retrospect, what might be the worst points for the year, Liberty minus 7.5 at Rutgers. Rutgers won that game by double digits, and I watched it. You know me. I get I get stuck on games like that, I had a, and I had that on my main TV, Ralph. I had it on with the volume as opposed to the other two, but I couldn't turn that game off. It was a compelling football game. I wanted to see if Rutgers was mispriced. They were. Uh, Liberty had no business laying seven and a half on the road. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and another, what I'm remiss about was 
I, I didn't have, I understood my power ratings weren't near anywhere near that number. And I thought Rutgers was the play, but I left off the table, the total, the total was very low at 43 because Rutgers had been shut out a couple times against big 10 opponents and only scored seven. That Rutgers offense is not facing a big 10 offense. They were facing liberties, excuse me. They were facing liberties defense. So you may be talking about that game being mispriced, I think the total was mispriced, and I'm very remiss at not using that on my card. Yeah, I mean, look, me and you are human, Ralph. We'll talk about that uh, at the close of the show, about how humanity affects our handicapping. Uh, We're not going to hit everything. We will do our best to hit everything, but it doesn't happen realistically. Uh, And, of course, our number one goal here on Wager Talk is to give you guys quality information every day. Single day, and that includes a list of the biggest upsets of the season in college football. There have been eight games where an underdog of plus 20 or higher, I guess uh, Kansas over Boston College was plus 19 and a half. Uh, I, I, I used 19 I and a half, but there were 20s. Database. There was 20. Yeah. It, it, again, when you're talking those numbers, when they get that high, you know, there's different people that use different numbers. So the thought process is almost three touchdowns. So those teams that were almost three touchdowns. Talking about Illinois, Wisconsin, Bowling Green, Toledo, Citadel over Georgia Tech, Georgia State, Tennessee, Kansas State this week against Oklahoma, Vandy over Missouri, South Carolina, Georgia, and Kansas over Boston College. Kansas playing some competitive football in the Les Miles era as a surprise to me. Big surprise. But then again, the Juco talent influx was significant. Let's talk about some of the big games. Wazoo hanging tough. But Oregon gets the win, not the money. The Ducks still very live for the college football playoff as they take on another tough test at USC this weekend. Yeah, they're going to need help, though. I mean, between, you know, between the rest of the teams, they're going to need some two-loss teams to be up there. But, you know, I was very interested in that game. I liked Washington State. We talked about how they had dominated the series. Uh, well, I'm sure we're going we're gonna to talk about the USC-Oregon game probably a couple times this week. But... After Oregon played Washington and came from behind and won, and after they came from behind against Washington State and rushed the field like they pulled an upset as a 20-point dog, I have to believe there's a letdown in the offing for the Ducks. It sure feels that way, and the markets are telling us that as well. We'll talk about that game as the week progresses. Uh, How's this? I mean, do we call this a bad beat? Cal gave up five touchdowns to Utah, and the game stayed under 37. Uh, that speaks volumes about the Bears' offense right now. Yeah, well, you had talked about uh, they're down to their third or fourth quarterback. Uh, when you see they had 83 yards and six first downs, no, it's not a bad beat. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I want to talk about the Golden Gophers. You know why? Because nobody's talking about the Golden Gophers. They're literally the undefeated team that no one is talking about. They didn't cover point spreads early, but... Minnesota's in a nice little groove right now. The market's starting to give them a little respect. What's your take on the most under-the-radar undefeated team? SMU's gotten more pub than they have. All those that bet Minnesota to win the Big Ten, raise your hand. I was on them. 
I like P.J. Fleck. I like what they did. They scared the hell out of me early against South Dakota State, against Fresno, against Georgia Southern. But they are now playing up to the expectations that I thought. They had a very easy schedule because of their crossover games. And, uh, you know, they've got Penn State, and then they close with Wisconsin. I, I picked them to win the division. So I they're, they're living up to my expectations. Right on, Ralph. Uh, and you picked Michigan last week to beat Notre Dame. That was no sweat. The Badgers and Irish showed they couldn't hang with the big boys. You know, Michigan was a team that really was desperation mode. And the weather helped Michigan being at home with that pouring rain. And Wisconsin, again, Ohio, I've said it here and there. They are just an elite team with a chip on their shoulder. And Ohio State, to me, clearly the best team in college football. When we come back, NBA Quick Hitters World Series Breakdown. Stay tuned right here on Wager Talk. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun, such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Get in the game with DraftKings Sports, where listeners and viewers of this show can get a deposit bonus up to $500. Here's how it works. One. 
create a DraftKings Sportsbook DraftKings Sportsbook account. Two, make a deposit. Three, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users. Plus, new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Ralph, there is a World Series game tonight. We haven't even touched on it yet. It's time to do that now. And it's not just any World Series game. It's a game where the Houston Astros have a legitimate chance, are the favorites, to, what do we call We don't call it cutting down the nets, bring home the title? What do you do in, the, in Major League when you win the World Series? To douse themselves in champagne tonight. Uh, despite the fact that, A, Strasburg's been a real good underdog, B, the Nats facing elimination have been money in the bank, and C, Justin Verlander, for all of his success, he hasn't been at his best when it comes to the biggest games in October. Verlander with an ERA approaching six in the World Series in his career, and he's winless in those starts. Astros minus 175, total of seven and a half in a series where the road team has won every single game. Can you lay a buck 75 with Houston here? What's your take? Game six of the World Series tonight. I cannot to answer your question, Teddy. And you talked about Strasburg as a dog. I'm um, looking back at my database since July 4th of 2017. Steven Strasburg has been a dog 12 times. He's gone 10 and two in those games. Uh, he lost uh, to the Brewers and with Hauser on the mound and to the Dodgers with Rue on the mound. Uh, the average line in those games plus 127. So extremely profitable. Now I'm going to, I'm going to make a statement and then, my gut feeling says to go contrary to that. And the statement is these pitchers faced each other six days ago, you know, in Houston in the same venue. And that's usually an advantage for the hitter, seeing that pitcher twice in six days. But this just has a feeling to me that a gut-wrenching series back in Houston, Verlander and, and Strasburg on the mound. Um, I made a fun wager on under under the first five. So you know, I think the pitchers are going to show up despite Houston's bats getting 10 hits each of the last three games. Yeah, and of course, this is the type of game, a potential elimination game for the Nats, where in theory, they can't leave anyone in the bullpen for anything. You need an out. You bring anybody in that you have to bring <laughs> to get that out uh, for Washington. But if you're looking at why the Nats went 0-3 at home, well, they went 0-3 at home because they scored 1-1 and one run in those three games, uh, an offense and a lineup that had been getting one clutch hit after the next could not get the job done in front of the home fans. But then again, this has been a series where taking the home team has been not just bad for your bankroll. It's been disastrous for your bankroll. The last time the road team won five straight to open a world series, I believe it was 1996, the Yankees and the Braves, the Yanks lost the first two at home, went down and won the next three in Atlanta came home and closed the series out as favorites in game six. I wonder if the Nats' spirits are crushed. That's my biggest concern here for Washington. Not a game that I personally have any wager on whatsoever, side or total. I'll be watching, but I'm not betting. 
Let's do a little when it comes to NBA quick hitters, Ralph. And let's keep these quick uh, because we have some college football weeknight games we want to discuss. But three games on tap for tonight. One, Miami, minus eight, 223 against Atlanta. Jimmy Butler returns to the lineup after taking a three-game paternity leave. Uh, He's good to go. And the Heat are home chalk against a Hawks team coming off a crushing loss uh, against Philly last night, a game that they had and let get away now on the second night of back-to-backs. Miami, Atlanta, you've got to take on this one. I do. And again, I'm just starting my NBA handicapping. So uh, my focus is college basketball. But with that said, you have a Hawks team that's 3-0 and against the spread. You have a Hawks team that is yet to allow any opponent to shoot over 42%. I think we have an inflated line here because of the back-to-backs. And so often people say, oh, it's tough to win back-to-backs. Well, early in the NBA season, the first eight games of the year, Row teams playing a back-to-back second game, 54.5%. So you have young legs. It's not the same late in the season. I do like Atlanta plus the points. Teddy, again, that's about all I can study in the NBA for one night. I do want to ask you, there's two more games. Denver minus five and a half, a total of 213 against the Dallas Mavericks. Well, I'll tell you what, if you, if you watched Mike Malone last night, dude was ripping his hair out as Denver did everything they could do to blow a 15-point lead in the closing minutes against Sacramento. When it mattered most, they got the calls and they hit shots and ended up getting uh, the win and the cover. Uh, But now on the second of back-to-backs, this isn't a road dog. This is a home favorite. And Dallas has been feisty in this road dog role. Uh, I kind of like the Mavs plus the points tonight. I'm not interested in laying with Denver um, off of the game that they had uh, a night ago. Uh, I do worry about the Nuggets being a little fatigued uh, in this one. The LA Lakers lost their opener against the Clippers, allowing 52% shooting. They held Utah to 41%. They held Charlotte to 39%. Uh, Are we seeing a motivated Lakers team? They're a 12-point favorite, a total of 218 against Memphis. Yeah, so my, my gut reaction here was to look at Memphis plus the points. They've been competitive in each of the last two games. Their only road game came on opening day, and they weren't competitive there. And I do worry about, I mean, it's a very young Memphis team, uh, you know, with the <laughs> as young a backcourt as you're going to find uh, in the NBA. I, I do worry about on the road in against teams that are playing defense. And the Lakers are playing defense in early season play, which is worth noting. But I, I'll say this, the Lakers are not a team I'm excited about laying doubles with. I don't think we're going to see too many games from Dwight Howard like the one we saw uh, earlier in the week uh, where he was a dominant low post force. Those will be the exception rather than the rule. And the Lakers, you know, they're going to be some growing pains with this team. Again, not a team I'm comfortable in this point spread range with at this stage of the campaign. Let's talk some weeknight college football, Ralph. Uh, And certainly uh, there's three interesting games, and a lot of them are on teams we don't get to spotlight very often, which is why I really wanted to uh, bring them up here today so we can give a little spotlight on some of the teams that people may not know that much about. Let's start. I talked about Minnesota as being an under-the-radar undefeated team. Baylor's probably on that same list. You ask even savvy college football fans, hey, name me the undefeated teams. They're going to struggle with Baylor right now. And yet Baylor has been perfect from a straight-up standpoint. They haven't been dominant ATS. They're laying 17.5, total of 57, against a West Virginia team that has looked pretty awful the last couple of games. Maybe they'll look better coming out of the bye. 
agree with West Virginia looking bad. And, you know, uh, you have a West Virginia team that's getting out game by 94 yards per game. Yes, they've played the number eight schedule, but they've turned the ball over. And, uh, you know, I was on them against Texas and just three nasty turnovers, interceptions. And that was against a depleted uh, Texas secondary. I, you know, I, I like Baylor. I like what Matt Rule is doing. He, you know, he's bringing a toughness to the team. Yeah, they gave him 500 yards against Texas Tech and 469 against Oklahoma State. And yes, in conference play, you know, they're only plus 50 yards per game. Uh, and that 50 yards per game, I like them, but I can't lay that much with them. I can't lay three scores with them in this role. They're, they go to TCU and they have Oklahoma on deck. Uh, Matt Rule, I think, is just happy with a win here. And if I had to pick a side, nowhere near on my card, but I would, I would side with an ugly, ugly dog here and uh, plug my nose and and just hope they get the get the money. <laughs> yeah, the, the problem with West Virginia of late is it's not just one side of the football; they've been bad on both sides of the football. Big problem with turnovers in early season play and Baylor, a defense that can and does create takeaways. Uh, let's continue to talk Thursday night football. This has been a real line mover today. We've seen a bunch of money come for the under and the underdog. Appalachian State was as high as 17 and a half, just like Baylor. And they were down to 16 and a half. Now they're down to 15 and a half. I'm seeing 15s popping up. The total's getting bet down to 44 and a half. App State versus Georgia Southern. The Mountaineers in revenge for a very poorly played turnover filled debacle loss against them last year. And revenge is such an overused word, but in this case, it's legit. They lost one conference game. It was to this opponent. They were laying 10 points on the road. To me, that gives them legitimate revenge. I do like this Appalachian State team. I think on offense and on defense, they are clearly the superior team. They've held each of their last three opponents to season lows on defense, and that was Louisiana, ULM, and South Alabama. Yes, they're ugly offenses, but you hold them to a season low, then that's relative to what everyone else has done. I actually like App State here, so uh, uh, I'll wait to see how much this line does drop. And we've talked about it again and again, Ralph. The concept is very clear. Smaller conferences, teams that play defense have a huge edge. App State is a team that plays defense from a smaller conference. Let's talk one more real quick before the break. Navy, Friday night football. Navy minus 27 and a half, total of 54 and a half against UConn. The Huskies, they've covered a couple of point spreads. They're still not getting a whole lot of market, betting market respect, Ralph. Yeah, one game was UMass, whose power rating is so low, it's off the bottom of my charts. Most people think Navy. How can you lay four touchdowns with Navy? They're an option team. They're not going to run many plays. I have no problems running laying four touchdowns against a team, UConn, that is number 127 in points per game. They're number 121 in yards per play. And what happens in the second half when Navy's O-line is beating up on the UConn front? They bring in their second and third string. They run the exact same offense they're accustomed to. Those type of running teams actually have an edge and can pull away in the second half. They sure do. When we come back, we'll talk NFL big game breakdowns right here on Wager Talk.
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You can follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore Tucker. Follow Ralph on Twitter at CalSportsLV. You should follow both of us on Twitter, but what you really should be following, SportsGrid TV, for God's sakes. Follow on YouTube. Follow on Instagram. That way you can get all of this quality video content right there on your device. Again, SportsGrid TV on YouTube and on Instagram. I encourage you. Do that right now. Okay, so we're 20 minutes away from the NFL trading deadline. And all I hear during the break, you're frantically looking for every bit of news you can find. And all I hear is, well, Patrick Patterson's not getting traded now. And Le'Veon Bell's not getting traded now. And uh, Jamal Adams isn't getting traded now. And on and on down the line. I'm expecting something's going to break in the in the next 20 minutes. But the big news on draft day has been, you know, Aqib Tlaib, who's on the IR going to Miami so the Dolphins can get more draft picks. And uh, Mike Nugent getting cut by the Patriots. Is the Patriots going to make a kicker change uh, this week? Not a lot. The, the deadline, the trade deadline deals have come, but here on deadline day, Ralph, there hasn't been a lot of exciting action when it comes to the deadline deals. Although, like I said, 20 minutes to go. We will keep you informed as best we can 
as we go, as we uh, stay live here uh, on uh, Wager Talk. I got a question for you, Teddy. You know, uh, the Browns were interested in Trent Williams. They've been interested for him. And the, the Redskins said they don't want they don't want draft picks. They now want players like Denzel Ward plus. Well, you're not going to trade a, a second year cornerback who went to the Pro Bowl as a rookie. Do you think that the Jalen Ramsey trade giving two number one set the bar too high for the rest of the trades? Probably. Uh, it, it really probably did. And, and certainly when you talk about Cleveland. And. Uh, <laughs> The Redskins do a lot of stupid things, okay? It's been a bad organization for decades, and it hasn't gotten any better uh, in recent seasons. They have a situation where they can get something or nothing for a player who's going to leave, and right now it really looks like they're going to get nothing for him. Um, And he'll leave, and they'll get nothing. And that's what Washington does. Uh, uh, As for Cleveland, you can't trade away a first-rounder for a left tackle. I, I mean, you could, but not if you have to pay Trent Williams, too. You got to draft a left tackle and, and, and go that route. Uh, in my mind, I, I don't blame Cleveland for not making that deal. It's a little bit too high uh, of a price to pay for someone who's not necessarily going to help you get to the playoffs this year. The Browns are two and five. Uh, let's not forget where they are. And that's not a position to be trading away first rounders in. And for Cleveland, you've got to be thinking about next year. Let's talk about this year. Heck, let's talk about what's going to happen Thursday night. The San Francisco 49ers. Minus nine and a half, minus 10. Let's call it 10. Uh, total of 43 on the road at Arizona. And boy, if you didn't believe in San Fran before last week, you might believe in San Fran after. That was impressive against Carolina. They ran circles around that team. Kyle Shanahan's game plan uh, sent a Panthers defense that had looked pretty good. They were lost. They were hopeless. There were wide open receivers, wide open backs, huge holes. Shanahan's been impressive. Arizona, rookie head coach on the short week. That's not a bet on spot. But is the price too high? Is the total too high? What's your take? 49ers and Cardinals, Thursday night football, Halloween night in Arizona. Teddy, I'm going to remind you not to make that same stupid mistake you told me to remind you of a couple weeks ago. A first-year head coach on a short week is a play against. We had that number earlier in the year. I'll look for it for tomorrow's show. Uh, But I have no problems playing against Arizona. We saw their 237 yards, their nine points last week. And what? yes, again, I am all for saying San Francisco hasn't played any good offenses of late, but they still have held each of those last four offenses to a season low. And to me, that's the point. It's not how many yards you hold an opponent to. If you held that opponent to less yards than everyone else they faced, to me, that's the selling point. San Fran's got a good enough offense and a good enough defense. I have no problems laying uh, laying double digits with him on this short week. Uh, let's talk about another game where, you know, the Patriots made a kicking change and, you know, who knows how much that's going to come to play this week in a big game. The New England Patriots, a three and a half point favorite total 44 and a half against the first place Baltimore Ravens. So I'll, I'll talk about this game in a second. I still don't understand what you were giving me grief about there. What, what did I do wrong? Tell me. Earlier in the year on a show, I'm thinking it was you. I might have been on another pod. And if I was, you said (laughs) it was my mistake. I knew not to play on a new head coach in a short week. Sure. First year head coaches are not bad on. For this week. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But if I said it, then I still believe it now. (laughs) Uh, I I know we don't want to. 
Uh, I haven't, I haven't forgotten that. Yeah, exactly. No, there, there was one, there was one absolutely the, earlier in the year and I was, I was kicking myself because I didn't think of that angle. Once I lost a game, not remembering that angle from then on, it's stuck forget. in the brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Arizona, obviously with Kingsbury, uh, the track record of the first year head coaches on Thursday night has not been uh, pretty. Uh, let's talk Patriots uh, Ravens. That's a fascinating matchup with Baltimore coming in off a bye, rested and ready. We know how as much as any team in the NFL over the past decade plus, you know, was the Colts with Manning were able to give New England trouble and the Ravens in the Harbor area have given New England trouble. Uh, you know, those are the two teams that stand out. The, the only two teams maybe that have given New England trouble on a consistent basis. So here's Baltimore. They're tanned, rested, and ready. But the Ravens, did statistically, I've got all kinds of concerns about Baltimore's defense. They're giving up more than six yards per play. That's a bottom quartile defense. And they're going into the bye all fat and happy with a nice upset over Seattle. And everyone has seen the Ravens give New England trouble. And the markets, again, the betting markets were pouring in money against the Patriots last week again. The wise guys have years worth of New England money they're trying to catch up with. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with the game. I'm not in a rush to step in front of New England, but this is the type of game the Patriots could lose. And I don't look at New England as being a team that is likely to go the full season undefeated. And I would do think that Baltimore is probably live in this one. And the money is showing that with the early money going, uh, the early wise guy money showing for the Ravens. The Packers are off a road game against Kansas City. Yes, they didn't have to face Patrick Mahomes. And yes, the offense did what's expected. They're now going on the road to face the Chargers. Uh, Shane Steichen is the new interim OC. He had been the quarterback coach for the Chargers since 2016. We're not sure how much he'll get changed in this short period of time. But your take on the Packers, minus three and a half a total of 46 and a half to the least home field edge in the NFL, the LA chargers. Uh, Miami will make a case for uh, uh, right there with the chargers is because the dolphins have their own stadium and they have some fans, but they don't sell out. <laughs> and that's, when it comes to strong home fields, you're like, Oh, I'm scared to play in Miami. No, it's not one of them. That being said, the chargers soccer stadium is not exactly an intimidating venue and the chargers coming off a win in which they deserve to lose. You know, the old missed field goal that saved you at the end of the game after your defense didn't get the job done. And now you're like, oh, yeah, we did something right, uh, which is true. They didn't do something right. And then they fired the OC and Ken Wiesenhut. And when you start to see moves like that at this stage of the campaign from Anthony DeLand, all right, it's a head coach in the hot seat. It's a team that has not lived up to expectations. And when the coaches start to get jettisoned, that's a red flag for me. Uh, and it's not like the Chargers are good to begin with, and it's not like their defense is any good to begin with, and they, they've been a majorly disappointing team, and the running game isn't there, and et cetera, et cetera. So I know I don't want the Chargers. But from a do I like this spot for the Packers perspective, hell no. Big Monday night football win, come from behind against the Lions. Huge game at Arrowhead, battle from behind in that one as well. You know, back and forth game. And now you got to lay more than a field goal in a stadium that, well, it will be mostly Packer fans, so maybe that's an edge. But uh, at three, I'd be interested. That hook is a concern for me in this one. And that hook will keep me off the game as long as it's there. Uh, three and a half, I won't bet it. Three, I will. That is what a key number means in the NFL. I don't have the number in front of me, but I'm guessing the Bears were probably a three-point favorite 
in the summer lines against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Bears now at three and four, as you said, three straight losses coming off that Chargers defeat. And Philadelphia, again, they look dead after a couple losses against Minnesota and Dallas. They played a third straight road game at Buffalo. The only time in the NFL this entire year someone's playing three straight road games without a bye. And what do they do? They rush for 218 yards, 5.3 yards per carry. Obviously a wind-affected game. So now, Philadelphia five-point favorite, a total of 43-and-a-half. Can we trust the Eagles on the road? Yeah, I mean, who do you want to trust here? Uh, no, this is Philly at home. Uh, Philly at and, home, yeah, Philly, excuse me, yeah. At home against Chicago. Uh, so this line, I believe, over the summer, because the Eagles were lined as a 10-and-a-half win team as well. Uh, I think it would have been two-and-a-half or three. I did speak on that. Yeah, my apologies. Yeah, That's okay. Yeah. Ralph, we are both human Everyone watching this show is human. We will make mistakes. We'll make them daily. But when we make mistakes, we'll try to correct them. <laughs> and nobody's mad. Hey, you got that one wrong. All right, hey, let's fix it. Uh, you know, that's the beauty uh, of doing live broadcasting. And frankly, even the stuff that tapes, uh, amazing how many mistakes these guys make. Because there's a tons of facts. There's a tons of info that we're trying to present to our viewing audience. So I make no bones about it. We're going to make mistakes. Uh, it's inevitable. Uh, that being said, when we make them, hey, you rip me, I rip you. It's kind of fun. Uh, we get to make fun of each other a little bit in that sense. And this is a game where uh, it's hard to trust either one of these teams. All right. I understand that Philly saved their season and played a good game in Buffalo last week. I also understand the Bills were probably the perfect opponent for them on the perfect day where uh, the Bills game plan is all about chucking it deep. And when the winds, the crosswinds blowing at 20 miles an hour, uh, Allen's not completing any of those passes. So they were able to stuff the line of scrimmage uh, defensively, and that's their strength. Uh, and uh, that may well work against Chicago because the Bears aren't exactly chucking the football all over the football field without making mistakes here. But uh, the Eagles offense got going uh, against the Bills. And maybe that's the most impressive. They really ran the football effectively. And that allowed Wentz to make some plays. I don't know if they can run the football effectively against Chicago. And if you can't run, uh, the Philly's not a team I'm excited about laying uh, this price with. So fascinating game to consider. But from a, uh, at least right now, at this point spread, I'm not likely to get involved on the favorite or on the underdog. Total 43 and a half looks a little high for Chicago games. That being said, the defense, has it shown signs and some cracks? They showed a couple of cracks. It's hard to make up for an offense that's not moving the football week after week after week. Uh, but I, 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 my gut reaction is that total is a little bit high in a game that feels like a defensive scrum. Cleveland Browns go to Denver Browns as bad as they played still a three-point road favorite total of 38 and a half we know Cleveland's issues uh Baker called out some of his players for not being focused and on the flip side you have a Denver team now that Brandon Allen was not in camp in the preseason he was signed September 1st he was on waivers from the Rams you know what can we expect from Denver and what can we expect from Cleveland as a three-point road favorite with a total of 38 and a half I think the Browns are going to smash them. You know, look at strength of schedule-wise. No team in the NFL, even the Raiders, haven't faced. And the, we talked over and over again about how tough the Raiders' schedule has been. Even the Raiders haven't faced a schedule as tough as the Cleveland Browns have this season. They faced one quality foe after the next, after the next, after the next. Now they're finally taking a step down against a backup quarterback. And they're going against a team who kind of threw their coaching staff under the bus a little bit with the play calling uh, in the Indy game last week. I know that it was Flacco that did it, but I'm confident that feeling was shared in the locker room. Vic Fangio not working out all that well in Denver. 
Browns or pass for this better. That one's very, very clear for me. I do not want this home underdog. When we come back, it's betting 101. We're going to talk about a lost cell phone, passing on Tuesday. What the heck does this have to do with anything? Stay tuned. Find out right here on Wager. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun, such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. We're here in the home stretch of a wager talk. Eddie Covers and Ralph Michaels. Biggest news from the NFL trading deadline over the last 15 minutes is nothing. I'm assuming something's going to come out right before the break, uh, but hasn't happened yet in the deadline now, uh, less than three minutes away. So someone's furiously filling out paperwork as we speak, Ralph. Whatever it is, it has not yet been publicized. I want to talk about life here at the end of the show and the little things that are going to happen in life that can affect your handicapping. All right, I have an old cell phone, right? Yesterday, my cell phone wouldn't take a charge, and now it's on the fritz. And now I'm not putting my bets in on my phone. And then I'm going over to the, to, uh, the Verizon store, the AT&T store, and trying to negotiate which one am I going to go with this time. And on and on down the line. Anyhow, it's a distraction. All right. Distraction happens. Sometimes, Ralph, you get into a fight with someone. You get into a fight with your wife or your, you know, your dog gets sick. Or your barber. Things will always happen. All right. Yeah. yeah. And 
as public handicappers, it doesn't matter. People expect you to, this is what you're supposed to do, or this is the way your work's going to get done. And I agree with that. It's my job to be prepared on this show every day as it is yours. But for most of the cappers out there, all right, when something weird happens, all right, that affects your concentration level, that affects your ability to do what you normally do in your routine, because the one thing you never want to do is affect that routine. When you have those type of spots, those type of situations, you know what you do? You say, guess what? I'm passing today. I am not going to make a wager. I'm not going to worry about it. Sometimes your focus is elsewhere. And when you're trying to do something half-assed, Ralph, it happens every time, you end up with a half-assed result. Agree or disagree? Oh, I couldn't agree more, Teddy. There's many times where, you know, something does come up or you hear news or or you're, you're handicapping and you just don't have the same focus. Uh, it is absolutely 100% the right thing to do to, to pass. And uh, I, I think it's an important lesson that people know. I, I bet you felt refreshed not having to worry about it that night. No, I, I still looked at him. <laughs> just, a, just the nature of the game, Ralph. It's not refreshing when you run around doing cell phone shopping all day. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to hang out with Ralph and I. Stay tuned for At the Window with Drew Martin and John Guastamacchia coming up right now.